Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to the Lead, Build, Live podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lead, Build, Live leadership podcast. I am Larry Boatwright here with my co-host and partner, Rob Caldwell, and we have a question for you. Our question today is what do you do if you wake up in the morning and you realize the life that you're living is not the life that you want to live? Oh man, that's a big one. The thing is, Rob and I have both worked with a lot of leaders in the nonprofit space, in the small business space, in the church space, and have met so many people, and you you have too, listeners, um, who are in a job for so long and they hate it. They're complaining about their job. They they wish they could do something else. They feel trapped. They feel maybe like a, a rat in a cage. Can you relate to that? I think so. I mean, I have found myself at times in the past feeling like that. How about you, Rob? Oh, absolutely. I think there's that moment where you realize that somehow along the way, you allowed everything to start shaping you to a point where you don't feel like you're in control. You feel like you are subject to your day instead of your day being subject to what you want it to be. Yeah, that's so well said. You know, it's not always that you realize the life that you wanted uh, you don't have, and that that is this sort of far away, like I need to move to an ocean, or I need to move overseas, or I need to change careers. Sometimes it's just that the way that you're working in your current job is not the way you envisioned it. You're trapped in sort of a way of working. And I was thinking about that recently, even for my own self, kind of going, there was a season a few years ago where I was in this rhythm where I, I, was, I had a healthy rhythm of work, and I thought, this is the life that I want. And then a few months ago, I found myself going, I'm not working in a way that I used to. And so I feel trapped a little bit in that. And I realized I get the opportunity. I'm not saying I'm not changing jobs or careers or anything. I can just reboot what I'm doing in my current context and get the life that I want. And, you know, I think for me and for most people listening, we know some of this stuff at a high level, but we have a hard time operationalizing it Mm. or making it happen. Yeah. Hard time finding that motivation or that that drive to start to do some of the things that we need to do. And we have to combine that with just the practical skills required to get there. Yeah. So this week, we got a chance to talk to Brittany Borseth. And she's someone you know, Larry. So maybe you can describe a bit about Brittany. Yeah, I... I I have a little drive that I take sometimes as a part of my routine to just kind of clear my head. And it's about 20 minutes. And I found this smoothie shop. And it's a cool little smoothie shop. They have healthy shakes that they, they give you and tea and stuff like this. And But more interestingly than that, I started really liking the community there and the leadership. And the, the owner is Brittany, who is just a, a fireball of energy, who is courageous, who's brave, who is one of those people that seems like she never has a bad day, but she's just really a thoughtful thinker about her life. And so as I got to know her, I realized she was in the same exact place at one point where she woke up and said, I'm not living the life that I want. I want to live this other kind of life. And she went through a lot to get there and it wasn't an easy experience. And so today we have Brittany on the podcast. She's going to unpack for us the vision that she decided she wanted, the work that she did to reorient herself to get that what happened when she hit the wall 
yep. how she pushed through. And then she unpacks for us some really practical steps. So if you're a leader today going, I don't think I'm living the life I want, doesn't mean you have to move jobs. Sometimes it's in your own thing. Maybe you do need to change careers. Maybe you need to move to a different location. We're going to have a conversation with Brittany today. We're excited about to, to bring to you to help you figure out some practical next steps to live the life that you want. All right, friends, we are with my friend, Brittany Borseth. Uh, Brittany, I admire you so much. Every time I see you, um, I say, how's it going? And what do you say? It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> you say it's awesome or you say it's so good. And that forces me to go, well, cranky, man. I can't be cranky today. I have to. No, it's hard to be cranky when you encounter that level of energy. That level of energy and smile. Um, Brittany, we're really excited to chat with you today and to talk on the Lead, Build, Live Leadership Podcast because you've kind of been on a journey of exploring sort of what life you want to live. And it's something I think a lot of leaders lose sight of. They get sucked into the vortex of their business or their church or whatever their context is. And they forget that they, their life also matters outside of just their, their work. And you're someone that over the course of the last couple of years of getting to know each other, I found out that you sort of went through that same journey too. And you sort of started deciding what kind of life you wanted to live, and you moved into that. And then there were some challenges along the way. And so I think it's going to be a great conversation for our listeners. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'd love it if you would just sort of give us kind of a quick introduction to who you are and, and what it is that you currently do. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And um, I'll tell you guys a little bit more about me and um, my life up to this point. So I grew up in northern Minnesota. It's mm. very cold there. Yes, and, it is. <laughs> and I went to traditional um, bachelor. I wanted to go get a bachelor's degree. That's what I was told growing up is the thing to do. So I went and went to school and got started on my degree. And um, I felt that I loved to learn and I loved to be in school because there was um, so many different things you could do. And um, I love that aspect of it. But mm. I felt that there was more that I wanted to do with my life and own my own business. And I was just passionate about um, helping people and kind of doing my own thing. So I was drawn to opening my own business versus um, the college life. But my family ingrained it in my mind to finish college. So I did. I finished my bachelor in pre-med biology and um, communications, mm. two majors and a little bit of an emphasis on health. And I, I finished college in Minnesota, and then I moved out to Colorado um, with the aspiration of wanting to open my own business and meet new people. I didn't know anybody when I first moved out to Colorado, so oh, I moved so you, out to... You just kind of came out yep. blindly then. Yes, oh, I did. Cool. I literally did not know a single person. Oh, that's cool. Packed up my car. Had mm. you been to Colorado before? Was it a dream of yours, or you, how did you end up in Colorado? I just made a list of cities that looked interesting to me. I was a bit, I'm a big outdoors person. I love to be outside. So Colorado was definitely one of those on the list. And I, I drove out with a friend actually two weeks prior to moving here mm. and um, drove out and I had a good time and enjoyed everything about Colorado. And then I moved. So no, I had never been here prior to that. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. How, how courageous. So many so people like yeah. never would take that level of bravery, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. So you came out to Colorado with ambitions of kind of finding your way and, and doing your own thing. What happened when you got here? So I got here and I enjoyed Colorado. I hiked a ton. I was outdoors constantly. Um, 
just spending time outside, meeting new people that had that adventurous personality and um, excitement for life like myself and um, built a group of friends and just enjoyed Colorado was the first step that I took. Mm. And then I started working on opening my business after that. Okay. Awesome. I love that. We just talked a, a couple of episodes ago about active recovery and and how for some people it is getting out and having fun. What I like is that you almost like you front loaded a little bit of fun, a little bit of enjoying Colorado, which there's a lot to enjoy here. And yeah. then you got ready to dive in. And so you talked a lot about opening your own business. Tell me, tell me about that. And what were you doing while you were getting ready to open your own business? How, do, how were you paying the bills? I was working corporate America. I worked um, throughout college. I worked in the travel industry, mm. corporate travel, and um, in a, a ton of different biz, a ton of different companies. I worked in corporate travel, mm. but this company that I was working for allowed me to work from home. So I took that job with me mm. and um, worked in that job in corporate travel and worked a lot of hours. And um, I actually got a side job as well to meet people in Colorado and worked for corporate America and really my turning point with that was I got a phone call one day and said, um, you lost your job. We oh, outsourced no. your job to, there was 41 people who lost their job, including myself. Mm. And I think that there was only one or two people left after that, but, um, I lost my job and I had to mail back, mail back the computer that I owned. So I couldn't look for new jobs. Um, yeah. so I just kind of lost that, that job. And then I said, okay, I am going to open a business. I've been passionate about this for a long time, and this feels like the right move at this time. What What was it about your personality or your desires? What, what do you think instilled that burning passion to start your own business? I wanted to help people. I wanted to um, kind of earn what I was working for based on the, the time and energy that I put into my business. That's what I wanted to earn, and I wanted to change people's lives and not clock in eight to five Monday through Friday. That was definitely something that was not something that I wanted to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you lost your job uh, 41 people lost their job and now mm -hmm. you're in a, a little bit of a pickle. What did you do? So I, I did get back into corporate travel after that. That was just really my turning point of me. I probably would have continued working in corporate travel so I'm so thankful that that I did lose my job because it was a panic moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Mm. And that is really what drove me to um, not depend on other people and not depend on working for somebody else. And I did get back into corporate travel shortly after that and got back into working the same type of um, job. But that was just to really pay the bills and pay off debt. And, um, and that was really my turning point to make that decision. But so then I got back into corporate travel and worked that up until just recently this past July is when I cut that job out of my life. So you were, you got back into corporate travel, but you're, but something changed inside of you is what you're saying. It's like crisis yes. forced you to say, wait a second, I don't, I don't want to be dependent on someone else. I'm going to, I'm going to charge forward out of this. You got back into the sphere that you knew so that you could pay the bills, but simultaneously you had started working on building your business on the side, right? Exactly. Yep, that's correct. And tell me about that business. Um, so I got into helping people through nutrition and fitness and the health industry. And it's something that I was passionate about because I was in college, I would go into a shop like the one that I have now. And I would go into that shop every day in college and study there and hang out. And I just felt good. I lost weight. I got energy. Mm -hmm. And I just really loved the positive environment and the community that I was part of. 
So I have always wanted to open my own um, business similar to that. So I, I felt that passion for helping people and wanting to change people's lives. And I just, I was really drawn to that since I first step, step, step foot in that shop. I just, I, I want to hear more about this business. It, it changed your life. This, mm-hmm. this shop that you would go to, to work and to do homework at the time changed your life. So mm-hmm. what was it about it? What was the proprietor amazing? Was the food amazing? Were the other people that were there amazing? I mean, what was going on that it, that it had such a deep impact on you? Mm. It was just nothing that I had been to before because it was so positive and so much energy and everybody was excited to be there. And I just loved being there. I sat there for hours versus going to the college and studying. I would sit in there and work on homework. And I just loved being in that environment. And it was just so uplifting. And I felt like it brought out the best version of myself being there. Because I used to be a very negative person prior to that. Hmm. And I I started to change Hmm. by being in that environment. So your life like was becoming undone. I mean, I, this is so exciting yeah. for me to hear because I see the person that you are today. And when you say you used to be a negative person, that's you might as well have said, I, I swam to the moon and back last night. And I would it would be easier to believe that than you used to be a negative person. So you, you were in an industry, crisis sort of forced you to think differently. You started thinking about, I want to be more independent but you also saw the transformation that was happening in your own life in the shop. And you started having a desire to, to do that yourself, to help other people experience transformation. I know as a part of your business, part of what you do, Brittany, is you develop other leaders and you empower them to have their own businesses and you're coaching those people. You, you're kind of coach Brittany to help invest in other leaders. Was that piece of it as you were thinking about starting your own, were you excited about that piece of the opportunity or were you even aware that that was a thing yet? I, I was introduced to that f- very quickly on, and I remember being in, in college and always researching, what can I do next? What can I do to grow myself and become um, advanced in my career? And I didn't know there was other options besides college. I mm. thought you had to just keep going to college, keep going to college. I didn't <laughs> know that there was other avenues to build those skills. And I loved, yes, I did know about that because I saw it happening around me. And um, I learned more about it when I was presented with this business opportunity. And I went to an event to kind of learn more about opening my own shop. And that's where I learned about that. And I was even more excited about that, helping people earn income and grow their leadership skills than I even was about helping them get healthy and lose weight and gain muscle and stuff like Mm, that and change their mindset. So what kind of life did you think you were going to get by becoming independent, having your own business. I mean, you said you're paying off debt, you're in corporate America still, but you started this company, this smoothie shop that you're working on with nutrition and fitness. And you were doing that on the side with the hope of doing that full time. What were you hoping that doing that full time would do for you? Like reorienting the life that you had known, the job that you had known into this other thing. What were you hoping your life would be like as a part of that? I saw, most of all, I saw freedom. I saw time freedom. I saw um, a lot of the people that I saw people start these businesses from nothing and grow into um, developing a really strong, awesome business. And I saw freedom was the main thing that my vision for this business was in the future was, wow, I get to spend more time with my friends and family and maybe kids someday. And I get to be more present of a person in Mm. everybody's life around me. And that was so attractive versus just having two weeks of vacation every year. And was that something that someone modeled for you? Like, had you seen someone else really experiencing freedom? I mean, I, I, it seems out of my curiosity that most of us don't even dream that that could be possible 
in our life. Mm-hmm. Our parents maybe didn't have that. Our friends, nobody was doing it. Did, did you know other people that had experienced that kind of freedom and abilities that you were mm-hmm. seeing? I did. The The owners of the company, um, of the smoothie shop that I went into, they lived that lifestyle. And I saw them, um, they're younger than me, and they have two kids, and they're very present parents. And I watched that journey of them start from nothing to having kids and being around and traveling mm. and and really having that time freedom and having that financial freedom as well to be able to really do what they wanted to do, but on their time, not somebody else's time. And that was so attractive. Yeah. That's so cool. So it, it is very attractive. I think everybody would hear that and say, yeah, I'm attracted to that idea of freedom. But for most people, they have this fear gene that's strong in their mind and, mm, yeah. and, and they're afraid. What were, what were you afraid of during this particular period when you first took that leap? And, uh, and if you weren't afraid, why do you think that is? I definitely was afraid. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, being able to support myself while building a business because I knew there would be financial obligations every month and having to pay my bills and pay everything. I had a lot of debt at that time. So that was very scary because I didn't know how I was going to do that. So Mm. I did all that I knew, which was uh, working a lot. So you, you sort of had this idea of the vision, what you wanted your life to be like, and you courageously started reorienting your life around that so that you could have an impact on people so that you could have time, freedom, location, freedom, whatever you wanted to do. You saw the idea that I could design the life that I wanted, but you still had, you had debt, you had this corporate job, you started working a lot of hours to, to pay the bills. And eventually you stepped out of that job and embraced what you did full time. Right. Mm -hmm. And did it, did it immediately once you did that, it sounds like from our conversations that it wasn't all, unicorns and rainbows that there was a a moment where you woke up one day and went I don't I'm not sure this is what I signed up for mm-hmm. yeah. yep absolutely tell us about I, that I was working like crazy I was working 40 hours at my travel corporate travel job which was thankfully from home so that was nice um, there was not a commute involved but I was working at my mall job which was just in retail um, that was 45 minutes away And then I had the nutrition club, the um, business, the smoothie shop, and they were all so far away from each other. And I was driving in circles and working at least 60 hours at the smoothie shop, at least Mm. working 40 hours at the the travel job and about 15 at the mall job. And it was just crazy. It was working nonstop and I was tired all the time. I didn't sleep much at all at that time. It was like four and a half, five hours asleep a night maximum. I mean, it was, it was tough working seven days a week, but I saw that vision. I knew that this could absolutely turn into something that could change my life. And what were some of the consequences of working so much and chasing this dream in your life? There was huge sacrifice. I didn't spend time with friends or family uh, really at all. I didn't watch TV at all. I didn't, you know, do the hiking and the things that I was brought to Colorado to do. I was just working like crazy Mm. building this business and trying to just make ends meet and pay my bills. Man, that must've been really hard. Were your friends, were your family, were they worried about you saying, Hey, you're, you keep talking about this life that you want and that you're working toward, but it seems like you now have like, it's worse and you have the opposite of what you were hoping to get. What were people saying to you at that time? I don't think anybody really knew. I mean, I was, I was always the yes person prior to opening this business. I would always do everything. I was always there. And then I turned into the no person. I I was not available for anything. 
Um, so I think they saw that change for sure. But my family was in a different state. So I don't think they recognized how, how much I was working. And I just distanced myself from people. Mm. So, so, uh, so obviously that's not a sustainable long-term plan. No. Did you do anything during that time to try to keep yourself healthy enough? That's question one. And question two is, as you started to think, okay, I can't do this long-term, how did you know that it was time to make the leap to let one thing go and hold on to the other? So I, the only thing I took care of myself was how I ate. I, I've always eaten really good, um, got proper nutrition, got water, got everything that I needed um, for nutrition-wise, but my fitness and my sleep and everything else was mm. crumbling. And I, I knew that I couldn't do that forever because I remember just being working late because this travel corporate travel job, I would work till two in the morning, sometimes overnights, uh, long hours. And I knew I couldn't do it anymore. I would just like feel sick almost yeah. because of lack of sleep and wow. stuff like that. So how did you know, did you, did you just do a, a, um, sort of cognitive or financial evaluation and say, okay, it's time I can move into this smoothie business full time now. Or mm -hmm. did you just say, I can't do both. So I'm going to pick this one. Or how did you know it was time to make a change? It was, I, I was real heavy into personal development and listening to audios and working on myself. And, um, Dave Ramsey was a big impact on my life at that time. I was not good with my finances at all. Um, at all. I got into huge debt and I started listening to him and I, I thought I need to get out of this debt. It's mm -hmm. massive and I need to get out of this debt. And so I need to keep making these sacrifices as I pay off debt. And then I need to quit this job and have more time for myself. But I was just in grind mode. I kept working and that was kind of the breaking point was, um, I knew that I had to achieve these goals as fast as possible and then cut the job because I was learning from Dave Ramsey. Okay. Was it, and this is a bit personal, you don't have to answer it, but was it more personal debt or more business debt? Because a lot of small business owners have that opportunity to go into debt. And I'd love to hear what you would say to them or what your experience, you know, how, how it impacted your thinking about debt to go through that process. Oh my goodness. Well, thank goodness that I was always taught to not take out a bunch of loans and stuff like that for this business. They always encouraged us to save the money first and then open a business. So I saved the money first. So I had zero business debt. It was just, well, I guess I had a lot of student loans, which helps contribute to my business, but I had a ton of student loans, a ton of credit card debt and my vehicle and all these different things. I had just piles of debt, but not business debt. And I highly encourage anybody opening a business to try to stay out of that debt or save that money first, because that would be even worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, it's Rob. Having a hard conversation about behavior, performance, or alignment is something that most of us leaders fear. And because we fear it, we put it off, especially the difficult conversations. Lead Build Live has put together a course called Aligning Conversations that includes seven great coaching videos, reusable worksheets, and a guide that will give you the confidence you need to get that hard conversation on your calendar and do a great job with it. Check it out at leadbuildlive.com slash align. I think it's important just for a moment, just to pause and to say, there are a lot of people that lifestyle design doesn't necessarily mean leaving the job that they're in. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean um, 
you know, changing vocations, changing careers. Sometimes it's just changing the way they do their job. And, you know, Rob and I have both done a lot of small business consulting over the years. And one of the things that I've found is, I don't I can't tell you how many business leaders, you know, I've met who they start a company because they don't want to work for someone else. And they end up working for their own company so much that basically they've oriented their life around the company instead of building a company that'll support the life that they want. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think whether you're a pastor or whether you're, you work in a church or a nonprofit or, or in, in corporate America, like Brittany did, sometimes the, the lifestyle designer choosing to sort of shift is just, just getting healthier in your current scenario, changing or reorienting the way that you work, going home maybe earlier or deciding what home life you want, starting to set some boundaries. Could you, could you speak a little bit about if, if people want to just figure out what life quality of life looks like for them so they can have a life why is it worth it to sacrifice and to go through and use the word grind? A lot of people are grinding, but at the end of the year, they go, I didn't get anywhere. Why is it important to have goals, to figure out what kind of life you want, and then to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to get there? Why does that matter? I feel like um, I've, one of my biggest goals in life has always been to become a millionaire. And if I were to lose all of it, I would have the skills to do it all over again and become a millionaire again. Um, so for me, it's just building those daily disciplines and the consistency and um, building that work ethic so that I can grow through the challenges and become a better person. And that has been one of the biggest things for me of building this business. Brittany, you, you made it through that. You paid off a ton of debt. In July of 2018, you were able to step full time into your current business. And I get to see you several times a week because I come get smoothies from you, even though it's way out of the way to my office. <laughs> I like coming over and you've built a team. You've been investing in your team. You seem really happy. You guys just did a remodel in your shop. It's a thriving place. How does it feel now that it seems like you're sort of on the other side of the, the mountain? Was it worth it all? Yes. I, it, it's tough if I would have known how much work that it was. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's probably better that you but, didn't. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. It was worth it because I do have financial freedom and time freedom. And I've learned the skills through this business to pay off debt and get out of that corporate travel because I wouldn't have enjoyed that. And I probably still would have been in debt, quite mm. a bit of debt otherwise. So I'm very thankful for everything that I've learned along the way, all the people that I've met, all the lives that I've changed. It's when I help somebody lose a hundred pounds and they say, you've changed my life. Like that mm. hits your heart. Wow. And that's, that's wonderful. That's why I do what I do. One of the things we're committed to on this podcast is to make it really practical. And I wanted people to get to know the Brittany that I know and to hear a little bit of your story so that they could see that you had an aspiration for the kind of life that you wanted. And that's going to look different for everybody, but you became kind of focused on what you wanted. And then you've made a lot of sacrifices to get there. And what I'd love to do now is sort of pivot our conversation into some practical next steps. And we just want to drill into some stuff. I know you've given some thought to this. We want to drill into some of the things that you did to become healthy, to fight for what you want, to, to do it in a, in a way that was good and actually achieved results. So, so you, you gave us kind of four thoughts as we were talking earlier. I'd love to dive into those. The first thing you said that you did is that you recognized the chaos that your life had become. And it sounds like it was chaotic. You were working 100 plus hours a week, all this kind of stuff. So you recognized the chaos your life had became, and and you started to take steps to change that. Would you just tell us a little bit about that, the recognition, and then some of the steps that you took to kind of walk out of the chaos you found yourself in? 
Mm -hmm. So I didn't even realize that I had all this chaos going on and it was just every day, just working, 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 working. And I think the, the breaking point is just how I was starting to feel from lack of sleep and it was just getting to be exhausting. I was never available when anybody wanted to do anything. And I just realized I am surrounded by a ton of chaos and my, my life is just got too much going on. I need to take mm -hmm. a step back and take care of myself. And I just recognized that and started to take steps to change that. Mm -hmm. What are some of the steps that you, that you did to change, to walk out of that, the chaos? So I, I started to take care of myself, which is, Kind of the next point I was talking about is um, to take focus off of my business and pour into myself a little bit more. So that was going to the chiropractor, getting massages, yoga, just working on my sleep, working out, and just being outside again and finding that passion that I lost in the going hiking and all those things and just taking care of myself. I think I always hear people talk about as they get older, they they find themselves leaving these passions they had like outdoors or, or um, time with friends or going out at night for dinner, just all these things, they kind of get set by the wayside in that process of, um, of life. But I think they're allowing that chaos and that busyness in. So for you to fight back and to say, I'm going to have a strong new focus on self-care uh, and I am going to get healthy because I'm going to, I'm going to reduce this chaos it had to have been a fight to get that back. Yeah, because so, it seems counterintuitive. Yeah. I mean, I know from my own experience, it's like, I'll do that when I get some time. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I really want to go to the chiropractor. I want to get a massage. I want to work out. I want to hike or whatever. But it also is competing with the chaos I'm in of like, I got to keep moving. I have outputs to, to happen or whatever. Right. It's, it's hard. So what does the fight look like? How do you fight to get back your time mm. to create margin and then to fill that margin with something that's good for you instead of something that's bad for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was definitely a tough shift at first, but I'm, I have a planner and I write everything down. I'm crazy about my planner and checking things off. So I just started to wrap that into my daily goals of what I was doing. And the biggest thing it was setting me back is I had so much debt. And once I had paid all of that debt off for the most part, then it's like, okay, I can invest in a chiropractor. I can invest in these different things to mm. pour into myself now. So a lot of it was letting go of some of that financial obligation once I paid off the debt and then started to shift that focus onto myself and making a to-do list and staying true to that every day and checking it off, which is really empowering for me. Wow. And are you back to, you know, how many hours do you think you spend at the smoothie shop now that you've achieved more balance? It's about 25 right mm. now mm. and give or take. And then I do some marketing things. So that's not necessarily being there, but out in the community and um, we do workouts in the park and stuff like that. So there's still some obligation there, but I would say it's definitely not over 40, wow, which is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you recognized the chaos that your life had become. You started taking some steps and then you sort of went into your second thing, which is you had a new focus on self-care and, and you were doing yoga and all these kinds of things. Your, your hour load has dropped. I mean, those things are, that are awesome. So leaders, um, maybe first step, I guess, then is that recognizing you're in chaos and realizing you got to do something different. Um, and then focusing on self-care and prioritizing self-care. That's something that's so important and so many leaders myself included are struggling with and i'm committed to getting better at this but it's but it's hard but i'm, I'm it's exciting to hear 
how these steps sort of worked together. And then the third thing that you did, you said you you poured into your personal growth. Now that was exciting because I think a lot of leaders they're learners and they want to they want to study, they want to learn. So if you recognize your chaos and you start taking care of yourself, what does pouring into your own personal growth look like? So I, um, after, this was before I met you, Larry, but I, I hired a mentor and I started um, taking classes to better myself. Anything that was personal development or business growth related, I was always seeking that. I would go by myself. I didn't care. I just wanted to learn. And I always think of myself like a sponge. I just want to learn and grow and become better. Mm. And I, I just wanted to recognize with that mentor, I wanted to recognize areas that I could improve on that I didn't recognize about myself. So I worked with her and I still do work with her and just growing and becoming better. I, in the different events that we have surrounded with the smoothie shop, we learn together and grow together like a franchise business would. And we meet and stuff like that. So I would always volunteer to speak and lead the focus group calls that we had, speak at events, just lead by example and mm. put in that work of becoming nervous and overcoming that to grow my skills and learn from it and attend those events and just get better and better as I just poured that into myself and did it by myself. So you're very self-motivated. It's very mm-hmm. much comes from within. And then you seek out a community of others that are kind of the same way as well as a mentor. That's a beautiful thing. What would you say to leaders in terms of getting started with maybe finding a mentor uh, or pouring into their own personal growth? How, what were you? What would you say to them? How should they start that process? I personally will listen on YouTube. I'll just type in motivation or growth and listen to those videos while I'm brushing my teeth, getting ready in the morning. And that's kind of what got me excited about it. And then those people on the YouTube that I was discovering, they speak at local events around my community. So I was like, wow, I need to go check this out and see them live because I've listened to Mm. them so long and connecting with people like Larry, I see very often and just finding somebody you connect with like that, that you're around or you listen to and seeing what they have available is resources to grow yourself. Mm. A lot of these leaders do have workshops and different things and mentor programs And that was just this girl. I had followed her on social media and really liked what she had to say. So I finally reached out to her and said, okay, I want to, do you have a program? Do you have something that I can work with you more one-on-one? And she did. So that's where I got started with that. And that's what anybody could do. Yeah. I love that. I I love how resourceful you are in this. What would you say to someone who, Rob, you mentioned she is like this intrinsic motivation, but some Mm -hmm. people don't, or they're so overwhelmed or they're just sitting in overwhelm and chaos. I think, as you said it, how can they develop the motivation to do this? And if they don't feel like a resourceful person, what, what might be some steps that they could take to, to find some resources to help them grow? Well, I, I just feel like, um, I, I myself was guilty of this where it's the definition of, in, of insanity. You're just doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result and nothing changes. So you have to make that decision that your business is more important than continuing to live in the chaos. So you have to be driven and go seek out those resources and find what you connect best with and just do it. And it is scary, but that's where you grow is when you seek out those resources and just reach out. And what do you have to lose? Nothing. So I would encourage them to just take action. Well, and sometimes, you know, you, you alluded that you had a mentor. Sometimes it's spending a little bit of money and hiring a coach or hiring Mm -hmm. a trainer or a life coach or whatever it might be. So 
you know, there's something about if you go to CrossFit, there's somebody who is yelling at you, telling you what to do. And so if you're the kind of person that you go, I'm going to work out at home and you never do it and you'd sit on the couch and eat Doritos, uh, which sounds awesome at times, uh, self-care. I mean, and that's self-care. Doritos, self-care. Self-care. But sometimes if you go subject yourself to something outside of the norm, like a coach or a mentor or something like that, they can be so valuable to provide that until you start to develop the muscles of your own sort of, you know, internal motivation. Um, all right. So you poured into your own personal growth. You saw the chaos. Um, the last thing you said is you, you started tracking and creating vision for yourself. I think a lot of Mm -hmm. leaders, their vision is about their company. It's about their team. It's about their church. It's about their nonprofit. The vortex they're spinning around is this other thing, but I love that you called it your vision for yourself. And that's what I meant when I said sometimes leaders get sucked into their thing and it's like they lose themselves. They they Absolutely. they lose their life. It's like when people become so wrapped around their children, they forget their own identity. And then when their children go off to college, they're lost. Um, what would that look like for you? You started developing and creating vision for yourself. What was that? So I... And it was my mentor or it was one of these events that I went to. I can't exactly pinpoint, but they just said, what is your dream house look like? What is your dream day look like? What does it look like when you achieve your goals? What do you want your days to look like? And really getting super specific on that, like down to the color of the car that you want and Mm. just really, really detailed in your business and what you're most passionate about to do every day. And I just broke that down for me personally, what that looked like. And started to incorporate little pieces of that every day into my business because, you know, I'm not to that point quite yet, but I'm working towards it. So just adding those little pieces in where I can right now Mm. and then just seeing that vision as crystal clear as possible and looking at it daily. Do you have it stuck up somewhere or how do you, is it in that planner that you have? (laughs) Yes, I, a lot of the things are in the planner, but I'll just go on um, different like Instagram or Pinterest and I'll just search ocean house or, you know, just because it changes too. It's not always exactly the same, but just once a week, at least I will go and look at my dream home and what I just write out in my planner. Yes. What I want my future to look like daily. Mm. You seem to have very strong time management skills to, to remember to incorporate different tasks and to remember to position wellness within a, a busy work schedule and, uh, incorporate relationship and all of those elements. So maybe that's another podcast episode sometime, but uh, <laughs> I've just noticed that as you're talking about all of this. Okay, Brittany. So the, the practical things that you did, you recognized the chaos in your life and you started to take some steps to walk out of that. You prioritized uh, personal self-care. You, you poured yourself into your own personal growth and then you started tracking and creating vision for yourself. Th- those things are really powerful. I think those are great practical skills for our listeners. And I'm very excited to see how people from different spheres of influence might incorporate these into their lives and starting to develop vision for themselves and super practical. We'd love to give you kind of the last word. We have people in multiple spheres of influence and leadership and various sizes of organizations. If you had one opportunity to leave one parting thought with them, what would you love to say? I would just love to say that never stop, never give up, just keep fighting for your dream because it will happen if you keep working at it and chipping away at it and laying that foundation. And don't stop, don't get discouraged, just reach out to 
friends or family or a mentor if you need some extra support find a group of people that are you know living that same life and mm. want more for themselves and surround yourself with people like that because i truly believe you're the average of the people you spend the most time with yeah. so get that group that solid group to keep you accountable Brittany, this has been a pleasure it's been a lot of fun i think you added a ton of value to us personally and to our tribe. And I just want to say thanks for taking the time to do this. If you wanted to find out more information about some of the things that you talked about today, do you have a website or you have a way that they can connect with you for more info? Yeah, absolutely. They could find me on Instagram or Facebook, Brittany Borseth. And my business is called Summit Littleton. So they could um, look that up as well on those social media platforms if they want to learn and see a little bit more about what I'm doing or certainly reach out to me if there's anything that I can do to help. Yeah. And I love on the social that you post, you're always posting like a, a thought of the day, a motivational quote. Uh, here's, don't forget to think about this. So super, super helpful. Brittany, I think you're a rock star. I'm really proud of you. Congratulations on the journey you've been on and I'm excited to watch it continue to unfold. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time spending with me. It was great. That was super fun. Thanks, Thanks Brittany. Wow, Rob, that was that was an awesome conversation with Brittany. And I feel like every time we talk to a guest, one of the reasons I love doing this isn't just so much that we hope to bring value to our our tribe, but I always grow and I'm always convicted or, or pushed in a new direction. What was sort of a takeaway from for you in that conversation with Brittany? A lot of my career has been spent with large companies or working in large companies, either mm -hmm. consulting with or working in. One of the things I loved about this conversation with Brittany is that she reminds us that rock star leaders are in small organizations as well as larger ones. Mm, yeah. She is incredibly self-motivated and deep thinking, and she's willing to simply invest and do the work. And it was so inspiring for me. Uh, I, I felt that I've been that way at different times, but you go through waves and phases with that. And yeah. Brittany just challenged me to get back on that train, yeah. get, get the vision out in front of me and, and do the work. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I felt the same thing. You, you had mentioned to her during the interview about how organized she was. And, you know, I think it's a, a process she's developed over time, but her intentionality with going after what she wants. Like, if I want this result, I have to back and kind of reverse engineer and chase, you know, these 35 steps uh, in order to get there. And, she, and then she had a, a rhythm or rituals to help her get there. That's really challenged me to, to look at the habits in my life. The other thing that challenges me is the way that she said she had to start really paying attention to developing a vision for her life. And even the way yeah. that she looks at like Pinterest and all these other things and visualizing the life that she wants. I just think most leaders, they don't take time to do that. I loved how she starts her day. She said she's going to turn on some motivational commentary or a YouTube video mm -hmm. or a Lead Build Live podcast episode. I don't think she said that. That was a plug. Yeah. But, <laughs> she should but have said that. She should have said that. Yeah. She will say that. Um, but she said she's starting her day that way yeah. with something motivational while she's getting up in the morning, brushing her teeth, getting ready for the day. Yeah. What a great thought. You know, one time I was standing in a dry cleaner line and I was scrolling through Facebook on my phone. And the thought occurred to me, like, how, how many times a week am I standing in a line of some type? Five minutes here, eight minutes here, whatever. So I actually just fired up the Kindle app on my phone and I read a few more paragraphs of a book I was reading. And I'll tell you that that was probably six, seven, eight years ago. I've gotten a lot more done 
by doing that. I don't always do it, but I have more often than not, I'm looking at something that is growing me, but it was a choice. And, and Brittany seems to have modeled for us that she just, she chose self-care, she chose personal growth, and, and now she's working and she's living the life that she wants. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was, it came to my mind, you know, she very clearly said, the busier I got, you look at what people drop out of their life when they get busy. Mm. It tells you about who they are. Yeah, she said, I, I went so from being she, a yes person to becoming a no person. Yeah. But she also said, I had no time for TV, for example, mm. and a few other things. And I think it's just interesting to choose wellness and a good form of rest over, you know, things that are unhealthy for us, uh, you know, stress eating or just sleeping or just being lazy. So uh, it, it's interesting because we had an episode about active recovery. Yeah. And Brittany is almost like a role model for that in the way that she structured her life and the way she puts it into her schedule and works it out. Yeah. Speaking of active recovery, that was episode 006. So if you go to leadbuildlive.com slash 006, listen to that episode on active recovery. It dovetails nicely with this one. We want you to have a free gift from us to you. Every episode, we want it to be practical, and we want to give you a tool to help you take what you've heard and take it to the next level. And so if you go to leadbuildlive.com slash 007, You'll find a page all about Brittany and about the conversation we had today, a way to, to listen to the episode. But there's a free download, just free. Put your name, your email in there, and you get a free workbook. It's not long. It's, a, it's fairly short, but it's super practical, and it allows you to take what you've heard and do something else with it. We also have a tribe we want you to be a part of. We have a Facebook group that we're building. We'd love it if you'd consider joining that, subscribing to our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, if this is helping you, we'd really love it. If you'd give us not only a rating, but a review, that helps ensure that we get this content into the hands of other people. If you wanna find out more about how to get connected to our tribe, how to subscribe to our podcast and more, you can go to leadbuildlive.com slash community. Thanks for listening today. It was such a pleasure to hang out with you. Rob, pleasure to hang out with you as always. Thanks for listening. Great conversation. Thanks, Larry. Okay, we have one more question for you. This is uh, sometimes we do this, and this one's a tough one. Yeah. This is, I mean, you're Mm -hmm. under the gun here. And your answer to this question will make or break (laughs) this entire podcast. Possibly Rob, <laughs> Rob, why don't you set it up and ask the question? All right. So you find yourself, you wake up tomorrow, you're in Denver, and you realize that the zombie apocalypse has occurred. Okay? Oh, and no. so you get out of bed. You probably don't bother brushing your teeth or listening to motivational things because there's zombies outside. You've got a small group of people. There's three, three of you. All right? Instagram's down. There's no help there. How do you lead through the zombie apocalypse? That's the question. And the only thing you have is like one kettlebell. One kettlebell. And three people. Oh my goodness. In the zombie apocalypse. How do you lead through it? <laughs> well, we would have to walk in a group and swing the kettlebell <laughs> around us. Kill, kill them all with the kettlebell. <laughs> like walking dead. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's my only like a, tool. <laughs> this is probably it would launch a series. She would franchise it and talk like zombie yep. zombie uh CrossFit. Zombie so it'd be crossbow. like, imagine there's a zombie. And so they would work out, hit, kill the zombies with the kettlebell. Or she'd be like, what's your vision, zombies? We're going to need to work on your future because yeah. this is weird. Or, or she'd be like, you look, you look like you're severe, severely uh, undernutritionized here. I want to. What I kind of a smoothie you. would you make for a zombie? Just a follow on question. They would need like 
a really big one <laughs> with extra, extra boosters. Boosters. Like blood boosters, <laughs> guts boosters, and brain boosters. Uh, oh, that's funny. Brittany, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you soon.